For over two years and over 140 podcasts, I've talked about my experience with my cluster B. And today in this podcast, I'm going to tell you, I'm sorry. So this podcast is going to be a little bit different than my previous 140 plus podcasts that span over two and a half years. In this podcast, I'm actually going to apologize to my abuser, my wife of almost 21 years, who I suspect is a covert narcissist. But first, I'm going to start off with a saying. And I think this describes getting into a relationship with a cluster B. And it goes like this. And this is an anonymous poster, so I don't know who actually wrote this. You're tricked into thinking you found your soulmate when actually you've met the person who will be the cause of some of the lowest moments of your life. I'll read it again. When you get into a relationship with a cluster B, this particular saying may pertain to you. You're tricked into thinking you found your soulmate when actually you've met the person who will be the cause of some of the lowest moments of your life. And this brings me to the topic of this podcast in which I'm going to actually apologize to my wife. And why am I doing that? Why am I saying I'm sorry to my wife, who I've had pretty much not what I would consider to be a normal relationship. It's been dysfunctional, disordered, and dysregulated. I've talked about Triple D over many, many podcasts, again, spanning all over two and a half years. But in none of my podcasts have I actually said, I'm sorry to my wife. I've always talked about wanting her to apologize, wanting the cluster B to acknowledge that they have hurt us, which of course, most will never do, or most will never sincerely do, unless they're trying to hoover you back, unless they are trying to breadcrumb you, unless they are trying to future fake you. But not once have I actually said, I'm sorry. And the reason I'm saying I'm sorry is not because I feel defeated, not because I feel I have been reactively abusive to my wife on occasion but because I am genuinely sorry for her. I'm genuinely sorry to see that her life has been so miserable that she's drawn me into the misery of her life and I have participated in it for over two decades. I'm sorry to my cluster B wife because I expected her to love me. I expected her to be something that she pretended to be, but that she is not. And I bought it. I'm sorry for my own naivete. I'm sorry for believing her. And I'm sorry to her because I expect her to be something that she isn't. Think about it. Now, granted, she portrayed herself as a completely different person in the love-bombing which I don't like that term, love bombing, because it's not loving. It's basically sex bombing. It's affection bombing. It's being something that they aren't. But I'm sorry that I was gullible enough 
to actually believe that she was that person. I believed her. Now, most normal people would be able to call out a narcissist and or a borderline, not knowing their diagnosis, because again, I've talked about it in many podcasts. I'm going to talk about it again. I think we can be very unfair in our judgment of people who may or may not have a personality disorder. We tend to immerse ourselves into trying to find out everything we can about borderline personality disorder or narcissistic personality disorder. We go through great lengths to educate ourselves, which is not bad. It's not a bad thing to do. But this education that we go through, looking at the bulletin boards, reading articles, talking to people, frequently gives us sort of a license to be an expert and to say, hey, you know what? My wife is a narcissist. My wife is a psychopath. My wife is a borderline. When really, we don't know for sure. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. All we do know is that they're not behaving normally in a relationship. And a lot of normal people out there will pick up on that. And they will escape or they will not engage with the person they will decide to break it off. But then there are those of us, including me, who buy into it, who buy into the persona that they are portraying, who buy into the future faking, who buy into the love bombing, sex bombing, affection bombing, whatever you want to call it. We buy into it hook, line, and sinker. And then as the years or the days or the months progress, we all of a sudden are shocked. Now we are being hurt by their abusive behavior. And I'm sorry to my wife because honestly, I don't think she knows any better. I don't think she does. And if I sat down and had the opportunity to openly communicate, which I do not, because I understand that that will never be a conversation I can have with my wife. But if I sat down and said, hey, you know, I think you're, you're abusive. I think you're being abusive to me. She wouldn't get it. She wouldn't sit there if I gave her examples, if I kept a journal, if I said, you know, on this day, two years ago, you did this or you did that. My wife wouldn't sit there objectively and say, wow, I did that? No she would become a perpetual victim. She did that because I did something. It was unprovoked. So think about the fact that we do owe an apology to the person we are in a relationship with because we expect better. We expect them to be something that they're not. And that's wrong on our part, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts, if we are willing to accept their behaviors, if we love them as much as we say we do, then why are we upset? Why are we angry? Why are we asking them to be something that they're not? Yes, I know we believe that they were a different person, 
but now they are who they truly are. That happens in relationships. It's called the honeymoon phase. I call it the luminary stage. Everything is beautiful. It's wonderful. It's called new relationship energy, NRE. More monikers out there than I care to wish to mention. But it comes down to that we're on our best behavior. We are completely caught up with these people and we're excited because it's new. But then as time goes on and they begin to reveal who they truly are, and then we're shocked. Now the mask has slipped and we see them for who they truly are. And then we become victims or survivors. So I hope you see a parallel here and I hope you see the sense that I'm trying to make of the situation. And I hope you see that I'm being genuine when I say that I apologize to my wife. And I mean that that is a heartfelt apology. It's not sarcasm here. It's not a double entendre. I mean what I say, because I think, unfortunately, as people who are initially victims and then survivors of these relationships, we act as if some big wrong has been done to us. And take my word for it, it has been a wrong. Do we deserve to be treated the way that we are being treated in this relationship? Is it unrequited love? Yeah, it is, because it's not reciprocated. But we have to understand on the very basic level that these people cannot and will not operate under normal relationship rules or feelings. And so therefore, we need to be sorry. We have to understand that for whatever trauma these people may have experienced, whatever trauma we've experienced and has shaped us as to who we are, we have to accept that these people are the way that they are and that they will not be somebody different. So no matter how we've been sucked into these relationships and how we're continuously hoovered back, I am sorry to my wife because I have also failed her in providing her with what she thought she was going to get out of the relationship. And maybe she didn't know what she wanted. Maybe she was taking advantage of me and my good nature. But at the end of the day, I've allowed that. And that's called taking onus. We all sometimes play the victim in these relationships and we have every right and reason. But there are two elements to each relationship. The person you're involved with and you. And you can't put it all on them. So that was the epiphany that I came to, that I'm actually sorry because, well, I've expected my wife to be something that she's not and she never will be. She will not be this incredibly loving individual, this intimate person who I can be so close to on every level. That will not happen. And part of our healing journey is acceptance. The sooner we understand that what we have is what we're going to get, the better off we will be to be able to make a decision as to how we wish to move forward. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I appreciate hearing from you. Your feedback is always welcome, especially if you leave a review on whichever platform you happen to be listening to MyInnerTorch on.
it really does make this podcast more accessible to others out there who may need to hear the truth. Be well. And in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. Inner Torch.